We play for bravery. We play for big hearts in tiny bodies. We play for the fighter within. We play for life reclaimed, disease in remission, stories rewritten. We're Children's Hospital of Richmond at VCU, and we nurture the champion in every child. We fight the forces that threaten them, and we play to win. Learn how at chrichmond.org. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Welcome into another edition of the Rough Cut Sportscast. I am your host, the one and only Vinny Mole. And I am your other host. Beautiful. <laughs> buddy. Wait, can you hear me? Oh, buddy. You know, a little bit here and there, and then you can, and then, you know, I like to give it a couple seconds to see if you come back, but then you don't. And then you freeze and look like that. So I take it over and I just talk. Uh, he was going to talk about me being the other host, AJ Johnson. But that's okay because even if there's no Vinny, we got another guy for you today. Live on location. Such a baseball specialist that he had to do the show from a baseball park. Please welcome in Aaron Mukes, our guy, Sports Uncovered interview specialist, family, friend, Mr. One Vote, Papa Smurf, whatever you want to call him. <laughs> What's good, Aaron? How goes it, man? Man, it's going it's going real well. I'm out here at uh, Granite Bay, so it's a nice nice facility out here. I'm watching my son play uh, JV baseball, and um, nice. it's exciting. It's exciting, but I'm I'm happy to be here to talk MLB as well. Um, I'm glad you guys let me come on live from location. Like I said, this is this is a this is our first time, right, at, at the Rough Cut, yeah. doing Pretty something sure. at a location. It, it feels good, man. It feels good. Yeah, other than the breaking news stories where we just are where we are and we hop in and do the dirty work. But uh, now nah, this is a good one. So you said this was a big deal, though, the the uh, game that you're watching. Tell us a little bit about what's happening there. It, it is a big deal. We have uh, the top two teams in the city uh, in Sacramento around here. So Granite Bay versus versus uh, Franklin. And um, right now we got the best of them. It's 4 nothing in the top of the six. So we're looking to Ooh. get this dub, take over the number one spot here and, uh, and go from there. So, yeah, but I still – I still wouldn't miss this rough cut sportscast gotcha. Wednesday evening <laughs> for the world. Gotcha. Well, uh, if you're, if you guys win, we're going to have to get your son in for an interview and uh, have him break down as, as part of the game. That'd be pretty dope to do right here live on the rough cut. It is opening day tomorrow. Uh, so, you know, we had to come and get a baseball preview going for you guys. We'll be honest, as we always like to pull the curtain back here on the rough cut, this guy right here, AJ, not much of a baseball savant. I'm trying to learn. I'm waiting for the game to get way more exciting. And I'm hoping that'll be this season. I'm going to try. Uh, Vinny, you know, he's been dabbling. He's getting a lot better at it than I have. But we got we got Aaron here. You guys know Dylan Kearns. He couldn't be with us today because he's a superstar uh, in the box with play-by-play in baseball. So we had to let him do his thing. We'll be getting him back here soon and shortly. But before we get going, let me go ahead and tell you guys where you can find us. Hey, buddy, welcome back. Hi, friends. What's up, guys? Hi. I'm sorry. I am sorry. It's okay. Hopefully you, know. you can hear me and see me. Yeah. Here. We keep it rough here on the cut, you know? It's all good. It's we try. all good. I, I feel like if it wasn't rough, 
we just wouldn't be who we are. But proceed. I'll let you proceed. Yeah, yeah. You caught in in a good spot. Honestly, it would have been magical if you had come back right after this. But I understand. You know, you were you were gung-ho. You were excited, jazzed up to get back on screen. I love that moxie in you, bro. Uh, so since you haven't got to say many words, uh, Vinny, how about you go ahead and you tell the lovely people where they can find us? Well, you see, you can follow us on Twitter at RoughCut underscore sports. Head on over to our Facebook at RoughCut Sports and on the gram at the RoughCut Sports Cast. Be sure to follow us, like us, and share, share, share. Again, you see it right here, man. Leave a like, share, and go over to our YouTube. Subscribe. AJ's doing a killer job over there posting videos after videos after videos. And, of course, we are brought to you by Halftime Sports Collectibles, the number one place to get all of your sports memorabilia needs. We're talking baseball on today's show. You can check out all their signed baseballs that they have over there at HalftimeSportsCollectibles.com. Oh, wow, that's just rude. That is just rude. (laughs) It's funny because I got a text message from him asking me where I was. So it's weird that these fans here (laughs) hate me and still miss me. But it's okay. I digress. Again, we are brought to you by Belly Up Sports Network. We're so happy to be a part of a great network that is Belly Up Sports. It's just it's just great. So check out all the shows that are over there. I'm I missed you guys. I I, I feel I, like I missed me I, too. I feel like not even just the fact that I got kicked out, but like since the last time all three of us were together, it was it's been it's just been too long. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. It, it the last we had the last we had of Aaron was a recording. We couldn't even make jokes with him rebuttaling. And, you the know, last yeah, time- you did not, you know, I, I actually, it's a good thing you brought that up because I was going to bring that up <laughs> at the end of the show. But this, this, I felt, number one, I felt, um, I, I'm a little heartbroken because I sent you guys a video and then we find out <laughs> that it doesn't even get recorded. So you have to share the screen or whatever it is so you can play it. And then I don't get to re- I don't get to have any rebuttal on any argument for any of my people. And AJ because- then beats me three one, and then he's celebrating his victory, and I get to say nothing. <laughs> hey man, the people the people spoke. Okay, I I gave a lot of good defense on your behalf, and also I was okay with the way it went down because you had Serena. Like I knew I was whoever yeah, I had going. I needed I needed some ammo, man. You have the Gonzaga of this tournament, okay? You have the top dog who's, like, just crushing everybody in Serena Williams. Although, Ronda Rousey did give her a run for her money that, that show. Did. But also, I haven't, and we have not, and the fans have not seen Aaron since we came up with his new nickname. He has uh, yeah. a new nickname. His nickname is now... Mr. One Vote, okay? Aaron, <laughs> Mr. One Vote Mukes. I didn't get to do the introduction today because of my my crappy Wi-Fi. I would have just been like, Aaron, Mr. One Vote Mukes, how are you doing today live on location? I, I've been waiting to say that all day. I really have been oh, waiting. Yeah. I tried to do it in day. your voice, but, you know, I got that manly voice, so it didn't sound <laughs> anything <laughs> like you. You couldn't get that high, huh? You couldn't. You couldn't, yeah. get, you couldn't, you couldn't get that way up there in that register. Is my voice in school? That high? I was warned by the vocal trainers not to let my octaves go that high, so I'm kind of watching my pitch. I couldn't get up in the Vinny range, but you know, I got the live location out there. I got Mr. One Go Papa. I can call him Papa Smurf. <laughs> I, that, so Vinny, man, take us really away. Good. How we how we doing this? 
Ah, uh, we are talking baseball today, folks. We have a great show ahead of us. We are talking baseball. The season is right around the corner, and when I say right around the corner, I literally mean it starts tomorrow. Opening day <laughs> is upon us. I am very excited for my Mets. They've done a lot of moves this offseason to make me very excited for baseball season. I know Aaron's excited for baseball season. AJ, I have to ask you this before we e even go any further, okay? I... I got to know and start – I started learning about basketball and starting to enjoy basketball a little bit more. Baseball has to be your thing, okay? You're going to have to start watching baseball and start enjoying it more. How do you feel about the upcoming challenge of getting to like baseball? Listen, like I, like I, you know, I was saying a minute ago, I, I'm going to do my best. I think this season – is the one that will be interesting enough. You know, I have the thought process that the players are going to be jazzed up. Think about this. They're real well rested now. Only having to play 60 games last season. Now they get to come back in, play a full 162 game season and really go in. I think they're going to be jazzed to be back out there playing baseball, the sport they love. And if I can see some of that like flow on the field, on the, on the baseball pitch, I'm all about it. I'm, I'm excited. I, I'm about it. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm very excited for opening day and for baseball season to get kicked off. But we have. I will say I've, this. If the first game I watch decides to go extra innings, it's a wrap. I'm done right then and there. Like, I feel like not, extra innings are good, though. I feel like that's a good thing, though, because extra innings is like, that's over. I mean, obviously, that's overtime. Why would you not? Why would you turn it off at that point? Yeah, like that's the that's the exciting part, right? Is to see who wins. Yeah. And you're gonna turn it off if it goes extra innings. You got it all. I'll tell you what. Man. I'll watch extra innings. I'll watch extra innings if I pick up the the game in like the sixth or seventh. I I, uh, I can't watch from no. one to ten, eleven, twelve. That that's too much. That was four yeah. or five hours. I come on. <laughs> I, I'm actually well, glad that's that. Not true. That's not true. If baseball is played appropriately and and the way it's supposed to be played, it, the game should be over in two and a half hours, just like a basketball game. When you Should start be. running into these four, five, six-hour games, you're talking about when's 17 innings. When's the last time a baseball game ended in two hours? I don't, <laughs> I don't ever I remember said, watching. I never said game. two hours, but two and a half hours. It's very <laughs> oh, possible. Gotcha. gotcha. Oh, was that That's a pop fly? Aaron, I expect you, since you're on live on location, to give us commentary if something like that happens where your head goes up like that. It's similar I to almost, when I – No, 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 no. Get this. I literally just almost got hit with the ball. I'm sitting on the first baseline. <laughs> I'm sitting right outside the, the fence on the first baseline, and my son plays first base. They hit a fly ball. Oh. He was running over towards me, and he catches it, but the fence cuts off. So the uh, guy called it, like, out of play. So it didn't count, but uh, it, was, it was pretty cool. What? But, but he I'm did glad can't even make it. There you go. He, that's all that matters. He made the catch. But I'm sure I need to, we need to steer this here. You guys, are, we, we brought up this topic here about you getting involved in baseball and you getting excited into baseball. There was a comment here today from Pete Alonzo. He was on the Barton Hahn show uh, talking about basically Bart Scott asked him if he's better than Aaron Judge, fellow rival Aaron Judge of the Yankees, obviously. And here's what he Baseball had to say. Loaded. If here I had go. to pick, I would here take you over Aaron Judge. And they laughed at me. Tell them why I'm right and they wrong. I know you hate talking well, about yourself, Pete. Uh, uh, well, for me, I, I, I really appreciate that. Um, but for me, I, I take pride in being built to last. I'm not going to – I may not win the battle that day, but for me, I'm going to win the war. And that, that's my mentality. I, I look to mentally wear down and physically wear down my opponents and grind them down. And over the course of the season, I, I'm, I'm there for the long haul. 
uh, and and that's that's the type of player I am, and and I want to continue to be that. And for me, I take pride in and and staying healthy. I take pride in my performance and and being mentally locked in every single day. And I appreciate you uh, you thinking very highly of me, and I I feel like I'm I'm built to last, and and that's and that that's my thing. I take pride in that. So the reason why I brought this one up in particular is because a lot of the people in the media today have like lost their freaking mind over this saying that that Pete Alonso is taking shots at Aaron Judge's health here and saying that he's never on the field. I don't even necessarily want to, to 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 pick at that. Obviously, we've made it well known on this show that we hate it when the media spins it into their own type of narrative just to make just to get some clicks, okay? But with baseball, that might actually be a good thing for baseball to have this type of clickbait type of, of answer here. Pete Alonso did not mince words here. He said what he thought. He did not care about if he hurt Aaron Judge's feelings. He said it how it was. Aaron, I have to go to you here. What are your thoughts on hearing that? And is this what you want more from your baseball players? I, I, I'll, I'll say this. When, when you talk about the media spinning it, um, that I, I don't I don't care for him. We've talked about that before. But for the players themselves, absolutely. I think Pete Alonso is one of those guys. He has a lot of bravado. He has a lot of confidence in himself. And he's saying what he feels. And I don't necessarily think it was a shot at Aaron Judge. When you're asked a question like that and you decide to provide an answer, I think he was speaking about himself, how he prides himself to being on the field. I don't think it's a shot when you say, when you look at a guy who's had injury problems. That's just a fact. And you're saying, hey, I pride myself on being on the field, even through nagging injuries or whatever it is. I just think he's confident in himself and he's want to show and he wants to show that to the fans. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think baseball needs more of it. And and I again, I don't necessarily take it as that shot at Aaron Judge, but let's be honest, they're both very similar type players, power hitters, don't really hit for a high average, a um, lot of strikeouts. But Pete Alonso has made it very clear that he thinks he's one of the baddest men in the league. And He's not gonna. He's not gonna sell himself short. So he let people know, and I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I, I loved the. I love the confidence. And um, to, if I was Aaron Judge, I'd probably look at him and be like, "He's probably right. I need to be on the field more." So AJ is like with this. With this here, the media is almost not, as if they're shaming him today for what he said, saying that like, "Hey, you needed to be." I've heard a lot on the radio today saying that he needed to be. Either either could have been PC about it, which he wasn't, or he he did what he did, and he was overconfident overconfident in what they say. I feel like the media is might be shunning him for this, and that might not be a good thing because this was what they need more of, right? I mean, I definitely didn't need more of it, and I I don't think he could have been more PC. I mean. He never once mentioned Aaron Judge's name. Sure, that was a question, so we're left to talk to know that that's what he's talking about. But I don't think he could have been more PC. I've never heard someone so nice. And while, sorry, Aaron, <laughs> they were taking a shot at the other person. Like, I absolutely, there's so many times I watch a show and they'll bring up clips like this and they'll ask if they were taking a shot. And it doesn't really seem like it. But now I understand how it does. Now I understand why it is. Because, the, I mean, you think about it, the first thing he says Hey, thanks for talking so highly about me, but I pride myself on the fact that I'm here for the long haul. I pride myself on the fact that I'm here for my team game in and game out, you know, and whether it's a fact or not that Aaron Judge is injured, 
it's it's still a knock on it because the best ability is availability and Aaron Judge not being available has hurt the Yankees in season in and season out. And that's something that we always point towards Aaron Judge. So even though he's not like Aaron Judge can't stay healthy, Aaron Judge is trash because of that. It's it's very clear and apparent that he's saying I'm on the field. Aaron Judge is not. That's why you are right to pick me, Bart Scott, over Aaron Judge. And I, I'm here for it. I love it. Uh, that's the nicest way you could have taken a quote unquote shot at somebody. I find I find it so funny that it's like literally he like kind of just snuck it in there, like with the health thing. Like he, he well, Aaron Judge, Yeah. Oh, I don't yeah, know that it was a sneaking it in. I don't know that it was sneaking it in there. I think the fact of the matter is is he probably wanted to make it clear that he's a player who prides himself on being available. And we, we talked about it. it is a fact. Aaron Jones or Aaron Judge has been <laughs> has been hurt a lot. Aaron Aaron Jones, Aaron Judge, right? I'm about to say again <laughs> the Aaron Jones topic again. Uh, he's 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 been hurt a lot and i i think when you talk about the media i think the problem is is aaron judge is this media darling because he plays for the yankees he's this big personality guy that everybody saw as the next coming right and let's be honest he hasn't really lived up to that and i think that's the part where why is he being why are they even being compared that to me to be honest pete alonzo has been since he's been in the league has been consistent and he hasn't been hurt but Aaron judges continuing to get chance after chance after chance because of who he plays for and what he was supposed to be, but he hasn't been that great. Yeah, no, I honestly, it's, it's like splitting hairs when you look at the two with the two players, but Pete Alonso wasn't done there though. He had a lot of comments in the past few days. He's been all over. For it. I love to see it because this is we need more people. We need more personalities in baseball, but Pete Alonso actually brought up, Francis fellow teammate Francisco Lindor shortstop for the Mets who has made it pretty clear that he will not he will not discuss a contract extension if this goes into opening day which it's looking like it is but Pete Alonso basically said that Francisco Lindor should be paid he would pay him 400 million dollars if he could if it was up to Pete Alonso just because of not only his production on the field but off of the field and this coming off season it could be a wild one, man. It, it could be a an absolute wild one when it comes to shortstops. You look at this list here. You got Lindor, Correa, Trevor Story, Javier, AJ's favorite, Javier Baez, and Corey Seager. <laughs> this is a loaded class for shortstops. So Francisco Lindor might actually be hurting himself, in my opinion, with this. Just because if he takes this to free agency... He, he, he's going to be compared to all these other great shortstops. He might not get that money. Aaron, I'll go to you here first, man. Are out of this list of shortstops, who are you paying first? Because all of them could potentially be on the market at the same time. If you're a manager, you have to prioritize one of these guys. Who would you prioritize? Uh, I, I'm going to be honest. I don't even think it's close. I don't even. I, I really don't think it's close. I think it's. I think it's Lindor. And um, these are all great shortstops. But one thing we have to remember is there's there's some. There's some disadvantages and some advantages here. Trevor Story plays in Colorado. So I'm always going to tell you his numbers are going to be inflated. I don't believe in shortstops in, in Colorado. We saw it with Troy Tulowitzki in the past. Um, Corey Seager is surrounded by guys, Justin Turner, Mookie Betts, just a ton of talent. He sees really great pitches. But if he hits the free agent market and he goes to um, another team that doesn't, that's not surrounded with that much talent, I don't know that he produces the same way. I think Francisco Lindor is an elite level shortstop defensively. He can hit. He can run. I think he's a complete five-tool player. Um, the next closest would be Javi Baez, but um, Javi Baez has the Javi Baez has this swing and miss thing that I really don't care for at times. 
Um, obviously, defensively, he's probably the best there. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm, I, I agree with Pete Alonso. I think whatever Francisco Lindor is asking for, they should pay him. And for for people to think that he won't, he will get on the open market, and a team will not pay him what he's asking for is just ludicrous. Because somebody, I well, promise you, somebody will pay him that three hundred and eighty or ninety or whatever he wants. That's that's five. Yeah. That, that's what he, that's what the report is. And it's funny you say that because Jeff Passan of ESPN actually came out and said, there's no way Francisco Lindor is worth $380 million. He was saying, cause his numbers haven't been that. This is from from Jeff Passan of ESPN, not me. I'm a big Lindor fan. I'm hoping he does great with the Mets, but Passan was literally saying he's not worth $380 million. He has not earned that type of money. And all I've heard is great things about him. AJ, you have the stats though. And obviously, I mean, from where you and I are with baseball, we're not like in the game as much as we are with everything else. So stats mean a lot to us. When you look at the stats, you looked at all the stats for these guys who jumps out to you the most as the best shortstop. I mean, for me, he he actually kind of alluded to it. I'm I am a, a Javier Baez fan. I think he's he's got the whole package. I think when you look at him on base, well, he had like a seven. I think it was a seven seventy eight OPS. You know, with a on base and slugging percentage, like that's nuts to me. Uh, I think I think when you look at it, these all like I said, all these guys are people who are going to get paid. You know, there's a big deal with Trevor Story. Everyone's thinking that he's actually going to be the next guy up. I look at Javier Baez, and for me, like I said, I'm not all the way there and all the way in on these guys as the storylines yet. But when it comes to the stats, just looking at the number, you know, uh, 371 runs over his career, 672 hits, 118 home runs. I mean, this guy's someone who's going to go get it, and he plays defense quite well. So for me, it's Javier Baez. And I will just say that the, I don't think the Lindor asking 12 years, 385 as a counterproposal was ridiculous at all. I should They should have jumped at that. I mean, yes. th- think think about it. You talk about Jeff Passan saying um, that he's not worth that. Well, we talk about this all the time when you're talking contracts. You're worth what yes, somebody will pay you. You're worth what somebody will pay you, and somebody somebody's going to pay him. That's just the, that's yes. just the way it is, especially in baseball where there's no salary caps. Let me. I got to ask you this before we move on, Aaron. When you look at Francisco Lindor, you bring up the fact that he's so great in the field, and obviously, what AJ just brought up with the the stats, and when you look at it it's Javier Baez is the number one guy on paper. When you look at the stats is fielding. And, and obviously there's the stat of fielding percentage, but like when, as I compare this to football, I, I compare it to Darrell Revis. You look at Darrell Revis' stats. You wouldn't think he's the top dog that he is. One of the best cornerbacks to ever play, but it was Darrell Revis who just shut down receivers. You can't, you can't quantify that in, in a stat. Is it the same for a guy like Francisco Lindor with his great fielding that you just can't see it on paper? You just have to watch the game. Um, I think one of the things about Javi Baez is he's really flashy, right? And that flashiness stands out when you're watching Sports Center or you see the highlights on on Instagram or whatever. And I think those are the plays that people are talking about. Defensively, I I, I agree. I think Javier Baez is probably the best defensive shortstop um, of, of this group here in the game, probably maybe outside of Anderson Simmons. Um, oh, but the fact that is, is uh, yes, I think Javi, I think Javi Baez is a better defensive shortstop than, than Lindor, but it's not by much. But I think yeah. Lindor brings that that maybe Javi Baez does outside of the personality is I'm from Sacramento. There's a good good guy I know named J.D. Davis who is now starting this year for the Mets at third base. 
and he has preached. He has praised the leadership that Francisco Lindor has brought to the Mets, that the first thing he did when he got there was reach out to J.D. Davis and say, hey, let's figure out, you know, what we do. How far do you feel your range is? You know, so I know when I got to come over and take a play versus you. Like, that leadership that, that Lindor brings, he brought it in Cleveland. Uh, it says a lot to me. And I, I just feel like that he's mature. He's um, every account, every player he's played with has talked nothing but highly about him. I think that's what separates them. Bias has the flashy plays. He has the personality. He's doing the crazy, you know, tagging, no look, no look throws and things like that, which catches people's eyes. And it brings entertainment to the game, which is great for baseball. But if I'm going with somebody and I'm paying my money to a guy that's going to lead my franchise in the future, uh, I'm going Lindor. And, and yeah, again, and, bias is not knocking bias. Bias is a, a good second, but um, I just oh yeah. I just like what Lindor brings. All of them would definitely be signed. And it's funny you brought up the 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 lot what he does in the locker room. Pete Alonso literally said, "quote Not only does he have quantifiable numbers of a superstar, he has the X factor. What he brings to a clubhouse is tremendous and can't be measured." So that that I mean that that's what you're getting with Francisco Lindor. I'm very happy with. I'm I'm hoping. It, I'm hoping they can get something done. Okay. They said they had dinner with him the other night, him and his agent. And I was just get it done. Mets, please. Steve Cohen do something that the old management, the old ownership did not do. Don't break my heart. Do you think you'll stick to it? You think like if they come to him with a deal that's close to his 12 year, 385, and it's Friday that he's going to say, no, you think like if it's that close into it, you know, even if it's Monday of next week, you think he's going to be like, well, sorry. I mean, if they I, offer I, this man 375 for 12 years, you think he'll stay? Sorry, it's after opening day. I personally think they've already gotten the deal done. I think that this this dinner that they had was not a, a dinner to talk about numbers. I think this dinner that they had was more of a, hey, we got this deal done. Let's let's celebrate here. Let's discuss how we're going to release it. I think because I mean, you see Steve Cohen's tweets. I mean, he 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 is all over Twitter talking about how they he plans on signing Lindor and he will be back basically Cohen seems very confident with it so I think it, it could be already done it, it's a it's a it's a scary thought if you're the Mets organization and he's telling you that he's not going to sign after opening day and you let that happen and then you know in the middle of the season he's having his best season yet and now his mark is up 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 right and then now you're like now we got to overpay um, everybody else that's going to be on the market for him. So I, if I'm the Mets, I make sure that's locked down. If any might be right, yeah. they may have already done it, and it's just a matter of when they announce it and, and what those numbers are. Yeah, they need to make sure they have him up and Michael Conforto, who also is a completely different subject, but they need to make sure that those two guys are locked in here. I want to head to, over to the comments here before we move on to our uh, over-under main event segment. Ryan is in the chat here saying, this one I had to bring up because it's someone who's actually saying hockey needs to be talked about, which uh, I obviously want to bring But then you look at this comment, my Pirates have already been eliminated from the playoffs. That's probably why you don't want to talk baseball because I, right. I don't understand. I understand. Well, I wouldn't want to talk baseball to you if my team was the Pirates. So, But I digress. What's funny is I believe you're also a Philadelphia Eagles fan. So like the Pittsburgh and then the Philadelphia, how you're not a Phillies fan doesn't add up. But I'm sure if you want to drop yeah. in the comments, we'd love to hear the story. <laughs> We move on to the main event of the show tonight, guys. We're playing a little over under. We're getting a little gam. We're we're gambling a little bit, okay? We're we're okay. Maybe we're not putting actual money on it, but we're gonna gamble here. We're gonna play some over under. And Aaron, you're a big gambler, right? You like you, you like to throw. <laughs> I will. Hey, there could be two cockroaches racing running on the ground, and I will bet to see who wins. 
who gets to the who gets to the trash can first? I'm I'm with it. I'm always about that gambling. That's great. Got to step on your cockroach, man. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's how you win. Collusion, collusion. We are going to be talking about some over unders here. Uh, Sports Illustrated. I have their their over under list uh, pulled up here, and yes, it is from 2021. I am known to pull up a list from 2016, 2018. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, uh, but this is from 2021, and I'm gonna I'm going to start off with the Mets. We 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 were just talking about them. Aaron, take a guess here. Over under 90 wins for the Mets, and then I'll tell you what they what Sports Illustrated has. I, I'm guessing how many they're gonna get, or I'm, I'm guessing how much is on Sports Illustrated. So, over under. So over under 90 wins for the Mets. What do you think? Oh, over. 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 I'm all, okay. So, I'm all. I'm all on board with the Mets. Over. They have them listed at 89 wins. Is that a? Is that? Are you like a lot over, or are you I'm like? Over. Is that? The Mets are going to be pushing 100 wins this year. They have two. I, I, I guess there's a caveat in there. Syndergaard has to stay healthy, place. right? Um, Sandy, Syndergaard has to stay healthy, but they have two of the best arms in baseball with Degrom, obviously a two-time Cy Young Award winner, and. Noah Syndergaard. The lineup is much improved, obviously, with the addition of Francisco Lindor. Um, if their bullpen can hold up, um, I I love everything about this team. I think they're, uh, I don't say a wild card to get into the World Series, but I think they're a, a team that can push um, the Dodgers and um, a teams like that in the AL, especially the Braves in the AL East, to get to the World Series this year. I, I really like what the Mets have done. And, you know, they have an owner that's not shy about spending money and going out and getting people. And he's made it very clear. That's what he wants to do. Um, I, I wish they would have got Trevor Bauer, but that didn't work out. So, um, now, but, it, it, but again, I, I see this team at, at well over 90 wins. I think they're going to be pushing up towards a hundred this year. That's a lot of the, a lot of the they're comments my, here. They're my NL East winner. They're my NL East winner. Really? Really? Now that's, yeah. that, that is a lot. I'm, I'm so afraid of that because like, uh, not to go back you have to no different... faith in your teams ever no well <laughs> it's not even that it's just like it just and i've said this on the show last time we talked baseball before hockey season started the rangers were one of those teams that everyone was like watch out for the rangers they're gonna be make it to the playoffs and they can go on a run just because of their off season they were able to get the first overall pick they had a lot of pieces they were getting younger and better and then now the rangers are where they are it just i'm worried too much that that's what it's going to be like with the mets because I don't, I don't know how much stock I want to put into the Marlins making the playoffs last season, but they did. They're obviously getting better. The Braves, I think, are one of the best teams in baseball, if not the best team in baseball. So it's like you have to play them a lot. You have to play the Marlins who are getting better. The Phillies are no slouch either. It's so tough for me to to put to see where the Mets finish. And Aaron, you say 100, pushing for 100 wins. That's, as a Mets yeah. fan, that makes me feel good. <laughs> AJ, AJ, that's one. We're half what, half hour into the show. That's one. You know, one time he's yeah. mentioned the Rangers in hockey already. Remember we talked. Yeah. To, remember I, I remember yeah. I put that out there. That's one. You still okay. bring oh. up Flores, though. <laughs> well, they don't. You didn't talk about last night's game. <laughs> they don't put it in. But but I will say this: uh, you you talk about you talk about the Braves and being one of the better teams in baseball. Um, I don't disagree, but I like when when you start talking about baseball, it's all about pitching, and. The Braves might be deeper as far as starters, but the Mets have two of the best pitchers in baseball, and I will take that any day. And if they get it, even if they don't win the East and they get into the playoffs, I yep. find it very hard to believe. I find it very hard to believe that DeGrom or Syndergaard is going to lose that wild card game. 
and then go into a seven-game series and, and not be able to throw. They're going to throw three times. At least one of them's thrown three times. You're not going to beat them. I, I just I, I will take those two healthy probably I, over any team in the that, NL except for the Dodgers. That's the biggest thing. That is the biggest thing here with the health because Syndergaard's not even playing. Syndergaard's not playing yet. He he doesn't come back until May June something along those lines. He's, Good. he's doing he's doing great. In September. I sure hope right? so, man. I sure hope <laughs> so. But let's get out. Let's finish the the NL East though, and I'll go with you, AJ here. <laughs> with your Braves, Aaron clearly mm-hmm. is high on the Mets. He said pushing for 100 wins over under 100 wins for your Atlanta Braves. I think they're going to go over, too. Uh, you said over 100, though? You said over 100? Over 100. Are we calling it even? Ooh, no, at sorry. Sorry. No, I'm going to go under. I think they'll end in the 95 type area. I don't think they'll get over okay. 100. Uh, they, they, I mean, the NL East is going to be a lot of fun for them. Uh, there's some good things to be said clearly about the Mets that we've been talking about. Uh, I think the Marlins kind of pull off of what they were doing last season. They're not a team to like run from, but the Marlins definitely put up a good fight. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming the Shermanators uh, Phillies are going to give us a little run for something. So uh, I put he, the Braves around does, 95 wins. The professor does not seem very happy about his, his, uh, his Phillies though, but Chris is definitely high on your Braves though. It obviously he's a Braves fan as well. So, Oof. but you, I don't know if I go hundred. You were almost spot on though with your with with your over under because the uh, Sports Illustrated is pretty high on the Braves at ninety two wins. And uh, Aaron, I'll, I'll throw this back to you before we go on to a different division here. With the Mets being what you say they are, and the the Braves being as good as they are, is it possible to see both of these teams pushing that one hundred win uh, record? Very possible. I think that's very possible. I don't. I don't think they both get there. Um, you said the Braves. You were at ninety-two over under. Yeah. Well, yeah. then. Oh, I was going over under a hundred, but Sports Illustrated has them at ninety-two wins right now. Ninety-two wins. I say push. Push. <laughs> um, but would it? What? Yeah, I would say push. I actually have them right around ninety-two. I, I think that yeah. it's not out of the realm of the possibility that they're pushing a hundred wins. Um, they're a very, very good team. Um, I still have question marks about some of their pitchers that had really good years last year. Um, and if they're going to be able to duplicate that this year, it was a shortened season. We we see this a lot in baseball, especially early in the season. You get these guys that stand out and as the season wanes on, they start to fade. We talk about first half and second half guys in baseball all the time with a short yeah. season in 60 games. The, the studs usually get better as the season progresses and the guys that get out to hot starts, they tend to fade. And so I would be interested to see, how that impacts a team like the Braves who are so young with a lot of young pitchers and a lot of young bats. And if they're able to sustain that over a full, full schedule. And, um, but, but I think they're still a solid team. Obviously Acuna Jr. Is, is one of the best players in baseball. He's on, he's a prime candidate for 30, 30, 40, 40, or, um, Hey, some people have talked about him being maybe one of those guys that can get 50, 50, if everything lines up right. Um, Cause he's so aggressive. So um, I think they'll be there, but I got 92 wins on the, on the, on the spot, right at the, right at right at the number ninety two. Sports Illustrated got it. I do like that. I do like, and I'm sure AJ likes that as a Braves fan. Hearing all the hype about his Braves being good, that, that as long as they're in the playoffs, that, yeah, yeah, that's all I care. Yeah, about. that's fair. That's Get cool. back to the playoffs. So, put up a same little run like last season, and we good. <laughs> I I want to go over to the to the NL West here, and I almost said NFC West, but I did not did not want to do that. Uh, but like, going over to the NL West though, where your Giants are, I'm not going to ask you about your Giants because well. 
there's no reason to talk about the Giants here. But under the probably actually just the giggles here. Uh, over under. Let's see where they have over under 85 wins for the Giants. Over under 75 wins. Wow. Um, I'll 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 take the over 75. The under on 85. And the, the, that I, I, wow, it's like you read the Illustrated article or something. Yeah. It is seven. They they have them at seventy nine wins. But yeah, the, the reason right. why I want the reason why I wanted to head over to the NL West is possibly one of the hottest, most talked about teams this off season has been the San Diego Padres. Obviously, locking up uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. They've got a lot of talent on that team. They they they're very active this off season. Over. Uh, over, over under 105 wins for the Padres. 102 wins. <laughs> I will never say over 105 wins. Do you, I mean, that's those you're talking to the teams of the Yankees and the Mariners the year they won like 110, 113, whatever it was. Um, 105. I'm I'm taking the under. I think the Padres over, are really good. Are they over 100? I think they're under. I think they are a. I think they're under. I think they win like 95 games. I think they're a really good team, but I still have to see if, if they, you know, things work out. You Darvish, is he going to be able to stay healthy? Is he going to repeat last year's performance coming back, um, you know, in full effect? Obviously, they get Blake Snell, but they're also a long ball hitting team. They rely on the home runs. And with the league reducing the juiced balls this year, you know, that, that conversation, does mm-hmm. that impact them at all? And if it does, you know, with Machado and all these guys, if that hurts them, um, they could be in some trouble as far as you know getting to that hundred mark. Can you do me a favor? What is that? What uh, I'm not as familiar with. What What do you mean? Tell the fans what you mean by ju- limiting the number of juiced balls. Can you get Can you get into that? I know there's kids around. Can you get? Can, is there? Are you allowed to get into this? So there's. An, I, don't, I don't think it's a secret. I think the, I think everybody knows Major League Baseball. They, well, they can't juice the bats, right? So they've done things over time to increase the home runs because oh. it's for entertainment value. So they've juiced the balls. And which is why you had guys that had no business hitting 30 home runs, hitting 30 home runs. Well, there was a lot of talk about that. So last year they've gone to these, they've, they've changed the baseball, the way they changed the way it's constructed. And their thought process this year is they want it to be played a little bit more traditionally. So they've reduced that pop off the ball or whatever's inside the baseball, and it should reduce the number of home runs. So guys like, for instance, a Jose Altuve, who's five foot six, is not hitting 35 home runs. It's just, it's not, it's not what baseball really needs. I think people thought originally they wanted home runs and, but people still want to see the game being played the way it's supposed to be played. If it's just strikeout or home run, um, that's to AJ's point. Sometimes it gets real boring. Um, and you guys got the guy, got guys swinging for the fences all the time. And I think baseball wants to kind of work in this, you know, a little bit of the old school mentality with a little bit of the new school mentality and see how that works out. So that could impact the team like the Padres who are built on the home run ball. Um, you know, they keep bringing their fences in every year, closer and closer, so they can get more out. So it's only fair that Major League Baseball kind of changes the way the ball is made. Yeah, that, that, that makes sense. And, hey, Jose Altuve can hit all those home runs if there's a trash can involved and they're able to, to give those signs hey away. Hey now. What? What? Yeah, how you know, dare I, you I, talk facts? <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait you talk what? what? Trash? That, that, that is the – that is – that is oh, not that. a fact. It's not trash. That is not a fact. That <laughs> that is an excuse that people use 
when it's been used for centuries and centuries, probably well, when baseball started a long time ago, everybody has used something to cheat. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Are you they got Astros here? They, oh, absolutely. We, we do not want to have this conversation. They won the World <laughs> Series. I don't want to, I don't want to hear about anybody else. If you really want to see something trashy, look at this. <laughs> pretty trashy. Pretty trashy. <laughs> That's I don't believe it. Um, no, it, it, it's simple. Yeah, they got caught cheating. You know how many other people have been caught cheating? Many. Let's be honest. Um, that doesn't make you hit the ball any farther because you you know of what pitch is coming. Half it, these guys know what it, pitch is coming. It's about the punishment, though. It is about pu- the punishment. Okay. What that is the problem? The punishment. They should have lost their suit, their their World Series ring, man. That's My, nonsense. Really? Wait, wait. That's who are you going to give it to? Nobody. Nobody. That's Nobody the, gets that you vacated. Yeah, come on, man. Yeah. So, so should so strip New England away from for filming a practice from the Rams. Strip New England away for Deflate Gay. My son's right here. Ask him. Does he know what pitch is coming when he's up to bat? Bring him in. Yeah, bring him in. Does yeah, he have hey, yeah. There's there's a difference between knowing because of your reading the signs and knowing because there's a camera pointed at the other dugout. It, it, who cares? What? Everybody has access to it. What? Here, my son's gonna tell you what he thinks. <laughs> We're live. We said, What's up, said what? What's up, son? <laughs> Welcome to the show. Are you okay with the Astros being still called World Series champions after cheating? I mean, like, don't get me wrong, it's a bad thing to do, but I think everybody does it. Everybody, <laughs> everybody does it to some level. It may not be big on trash cans or buzzers, but in, anyways, like, you guess every pitch, and then whether you get it right, you know, you get a hit. If you get it wrong, he's saying Jose Altuve hits 35 home runs with trash cans. Jose Altuve is a great hitter, no matter what. He doesn't go down like, like I mean, he struggled this year, yes, but the previous years and the years before, he's always been a great two hit, two strike hitter. And like, I don't know, get this kid a contract to the Rough Cut Sportscast. Yeah, hey, sign up? him. All right, Aaron, you're you, you're gone. You're gone. We're gonna we're trading you in, okay? <laughs> but I mean, either way, though. I don't know. Go watch varsity. Yeah, yeah. you tell him. Good dad. What a good I dad. I feel it. I'm just saying. And, and, and I and I, I'm not I'm not knocking I'm not knocking the the position that you guys have. And I get it. We you know we don't like cheaters. We don't want that to happen. But there have there are so many unwritten things in baseball that never come out that I'm, I'm sure my son could even tell you about. They just got caught, and that's what makes it so bad is they got caught. This is this here's my problem with baseball. You can film a dugout giving all of the signs and banging on trash cans or whatever, but God forbid you hit a home run and flip a bat because then you got to get out of baseball. We can't have you anymore. That's not those, cool. that, that. That speaks to your baseball purist point, right? Because at the end of the day, these baseball purists, they want it both ways. They want the entertainment of it, but then they, they want to knock when something you know doesn't go their way. They love the cheating aspect of it, but they don't like a guy flipping a bat. So – those that's what I agree with you though. Those baseball purists need to they need to they need to figure out what they want, right? They need to they need to just let it be, either let everything go or don't let anything go. And and I think that's yeah. the biggest issue baseball is having is trying to appeal to these different generations of fans. And it's hard to do in a sport like baseball because there's so many purists out there that cover the game and they just don't like that change. It, it's it's wild that we always end up at this point talking about this and all of our i think we've done three <laughs> baseball shows and every single Oof, baseball show that we've it. done 
It is it, <laughs> 50, 51 episodes only on three baseball shows. Uh, but, but Vinny, to your point, to your point, Vinny, something interesting about that. Everybody got on the Astros when they did it. They shouldn't have won the World Series, all that stuff. Correct. Nobody talked about them last year when they ended up in the ALCS with those same group of players. That's a team that was right there no one, fighting no, for no, another no, World no, Series. And that's, no. and that's no the one's problem knocking them for, No one's knocking them for not being a good team, though. It is just they what are. they did. They are a good team. They're a great team. They are great. They didn't need to do the trash can things. To, to They didn't need to do all that stuff to win that World Series. They didn't. They didn't, but they I did. Agree. They got caught for it. And the difference is, you say you said everyone cheats. Well, guess what? No one. Had, some people don't get caught. They got caught. They should have been punished. <laughs> but no, that's it. I digress. You've said your point. I've said my point. We got to continue this preview here because I got to get some predictions from you in, in a second. Okay, I got to get some predictions in uh, from you. We have the since okay since we so we're talking about the the American League. We can go to the AL. <laughs> Over under ninety wins for the Astros. Over. Not even trash cans. It's not a question for me. They don't need trash cans. They're not. I mean, they obviously. If they did that again, then I might be on your side. That'd just be stupid. They gotta find a different way to do. Uh, No, but I I, I say over. This team is still loaded. Like I know they lost George Springer, but I I like Kyle Tucker coming and filling that George Springer role. If Jordan Alvarez can stay healthy. He is a power bat in that lineup. They still got Altuve, Bregman, and Correa. And Garrett Cole is, we know, it's lights out. Um, I, they're still they're still a great team. They play hey, in a division. Garrett Cole's gone. Yeah, I mean, Garrett Cole's not, on the Yankees now. Um, not not <laughs> Garrett Verlander. Cole. Who, uh, Justin Verlander. Justin Verlander. <laughs> if Justin Verlander. Yeah, that's who I meant. Um, yeah, forget Garrett Cole. But he is great. Um, <laughs> If, if they can, I think if they can stay healthy, I think it's going to be that's going to be the key for them. Is if they can stay healthy with Jordan Alvarez, I think he's going to make a huge impact. And I still think they play in one of the weaker divisions. The Angels, was, they've always been. I was just about to ask A's you. Are a great defensive team, but I, they're the A's, and they do it a weird way. Is there is there anybody in the AL West that you see that is going to give the Astros a run for it? The A's, I think the A's. I mean, the A's won the division last year, obviously in a shortened season. The Astros started to come on late, and they just couldn't catch up. The A's, I think, so, will be there because they are that steady defensive team. They don't beat themselves, but I worry about their bullpen with the loss of Liam Hendricks. Um, I think that's a huge, huge loss for them. With Romo, I mean, he's a little bit older. I just don't think he can get it done uh, by himself. So, so go, go down ahead, the list. Go down. Go down the list of those three teams. The NL, the AL West, right now. The your 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 one, two, and three. What is it? Uh, I have the Astros number one. I have the A's number two. And I have the Angels number three at this point. I, I, part of me wants to pick the Angels to be this sleeper team. But every time I get invested that, in their possibly having some pitching to help out Mike Trout and Anthony Rendon, and I, I, they just let me down. So I'm not able to put them there yet. I think the A's are more consistent. I think they have a really good defensive team. And, and I'm going with the A's number two right now. So Sports Illustrated actually has – the Angels with 90 wins at first place, the Astros at second place with 88 wins, and then the A's uh, in third place with 86 wins, and then you have the atrocious Mariners and the Rangers below 70. I think, I think people want the Angels to be good. I really think that's what it's about because Mike Trout has never had help. And so every year yeah. they get this promise of we got some young arms. If they can come in and just do something, win 14 games, win 15 games, they'll have the offensive firepower to get it done. And they always come up short. So it's until they show me that they can get it done, 
consistently with those arms. I'm going to go with the teams that have been there. I'm going to go with the Astros and I'm going to go with the A's. You're going with what works. I like it. I like it. Well, what is also work, let's see here with the uh, staying in the American League. AJ, you are in Tampa, obviously. I'm going to, I'll ask you this here. Over under 90 wins for the Tampa Bay Rays. Over under 90 wins. I It hurts, but I'm going to say I, under. I ask, this because the, I, I ask you this because it's on the sir. I want to see what, what Aaron's reaction is to your, to your uh, prediction here. So over under 90. Yeah, I'm going to say under, I, I, you know, they lost, they lost a lot, uh, especially in that, in that pitching rotation. And I think they don't have the same amount of players that they need to really take a, take the leap forward to repeat going back to the world series or, you know, even, even the AL, the ALCS. So you hope that you get a guy like Chris Archer, who's a veteran player to come in and actually step up a little bit. You hope some of the new guys that they're depending on, like a, uh, I think it's like Wander Franco. He has a weird name. I know it's Franco because <laughs> I got some Franco friends back in the day. You hope like some of the guys like that, like Randy Arizarena, they step up. But I don't think it'll be enough to really put it over the top. So I'm, I'm going to go under. That's probably the hardest one for me. Um, Tampa Tampa's an interesting team, man, because they, they're the team with no names, right? They're Every year they're the team that nobody really knows who they have on their team, but somehow they win games. I, I over under 90, I'm almost saying it's going to be like right at 90. I, I see mm. a 90, 91, 92 win team. Um, the one thing that I think they have is they have a great farm system with a lot of good young talent that they've always been able to maximize that talent. And if Luisa Ro- uh, Rosarena can come in and do what he did in the playoffs and you get Archer, who's familiar with Tampa, um, he's, he obviously had his, his best time there. Um, yeah. I, I think they can... I think they can do some things. Obviously it's going to be, it's going to be tough with the Yankees in that division, but I don't see a whole lot of teams in that division that are really going to push them. A lot of people yeah. like the Red Sox and what they're doing, but I don't see it. I still think they're a year or two away. So I think Tampa's going to be pushing right there for 90 wins, probably earn one of those wild card spots. And in the playoffs, you never know. I do think they're a wild card team for sure. I think that, I mean, that's where I have them. They, they do have the benefit of getting of knowing that division well and riding a high from last season and no, not having too much difficult competition in it. So I definitely can see them get into a wild card. I, did, I hope they get over 90 wins. It'd be great. Did the Blue Jays, really, the Blue Jays go kind of jump into the second spot here? Obviously the Yankees are the powerhouse of this division. Did the Blue Jays though do any, because obviously they did something this off season. They brought in George Springer. They brought in Steven Matz. They got some good additions to their lineup here and their rotation. Did the Blue Jays put themselves into a position to take that second spot and push the Yankees? Obviously, maybe not take the, take over where the Yankees are, but like give them a little nudge. You think, know what I mean? Like, like I don't think they're pushing the Yankees anywhere. I, I just again, I'm going to go back to the same argument I had in the AL West. It, it's I like the moves they made, but has Matt's really shown he can be healthy? George Springer's already starting out on the DL. He's even had injury issues throughout the season. I think I, I just feel like I'm going to go with teams I've seen do it. And I've seen Tampa do it consistently year after year, even with an undermanned, uh, you know, their, their payroll is, you know, a fifth, a sixth, a seventh of what the Yankees and Dodgers <laughs> pay. And they still get it done. I'm just going to lean to what I know. And uh, I would say that Tampa still has the advantage at number two there. But the Blue Jays have improved. I just don't think they're ready yeah. to push 
the Yankees. Order I, right I worry now. about the I worry about the Blue Jays bullpen depth. You know, like and they they've got a lot of injury concerns coming into the season already. I mean, they signed Kirby Yates and he he's already needing Tommy John surgery and probably isn't going to pitch for them at all. So like, uh, I don't know if they have the depth to really challenge some of the better teams in this uh, division. When you were describing the Rays, I good and what and why it's like they they don't look good, but. It, Sports Illustrated literally said, but if any team can succeed when it looks like it shouldn't, it's the Rays. So it literally matches exactly yeah. what you said with the Rays. It might not look like they're the best team, but they could end up winning it all. Not winning it all in the end, but obviously making a push. Um, let's see. Is there any other team that we missed? Is there any other team that you that you wanted to bring up here before we get into the predictions? I do. I do. I want, I want to know what that number is for the White Sox because I know my buddy Dylan Kearns has talked a lot mm. about the White Sox this offseason. And Ooh, I don't want to say this yeah. is a hot take that I have, but I, I want to talk about them a little bit. I want to talk about the over additions they've made. and Over under 90 wins for the White Sox. Okay, that's not a bad number. Uh, I was expecting no, it to be a little higher. No, of, no, no, oh. no, 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 no. I'm asking you. I'll, I'll give you the number of what it is. Oh. I'm wondering where because you, you you're bringing up it's, you you're acting like you're about to come in hot on the White Sox saying they might be overrated. So I'm I'm just putting I, I'm setting the bar low here. I think it's slightly under. I think I think it's going to be high 80s max. Oh, <laughs> there we go. Funny. Yeah, I I just don't like all the I, I love I, I love it every year when they start to bring out these teams that made all these acquisitions about what they're going to do now. And we've seen the same White Sox team forever be the White Sox um, since the days of Mark Burley. <laughs> um, I, I think they're good. I think they're much improved, but I have question marks about, can they stay healthy? I have question marks about, can they be consistent? And um, I like what they did at the manager position, but I still have some, I still have some question marks about that style of baseball. And if it's going to translate to today's game, um, I say they fight for a wild card. Um, the only thing is, wow. is that division is not very good, but I have the twins winning that division. So, Wow. Um, so I like the, I like is, the veteran leadership that they have. The White Sox, the Sports Illustrated has the White Sox at 94 wins and winning that division. Wow. The Twins behind them with wow. 92 wins. That's too high, huh? Oh, so yeah. So wow. I, I like that number with the Twins. I like the number 92, 93 wins for the Twins, but I think that wins that division. I think the White Sox come under that 88, 89 wins somewhere around there and they fight mm -hmm. probably for that second for that wild card spot. I could see them in the race when you know taking the wild card. Mm. We should get Dylan to post a rebuttal video and have you guys duke it out video by video on the pages. Speaking of Dylan, video, Dylan's he, he gets hot about every, his White Sox. He's, he's going to mention every prospect that they're going to bring up for the <laughs> September call-up. And I'm going to be like, bro, I don't know who those guys are yet, but I tell you this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I just think that's what they do, though. Like, they seem like they seem like they're really into their uh, their farm players, and they really want to get these guys up to the big leagues and going. Like it seems well, like they're like we're gonna play the young game, and we're just gonna we're gonna out youth the rest of the division, and hopefully that works for them or something. They have, I mean, they have a lot of good young players. And my, I mean, I'm I'm kind of hating on my boy right now because I got another Elk Grove uh, Sacramento prodigy, and that's Nick Madrigal um, mm. is up there, and that kid can rake. I mean, he you know he's not a power hitter, but he can he can absolutely rake. So I expect good things from them. But again, I think there, there might be a year too early. I think it might just be a year too early to jump on that bandwagon. Um, I like the veterans that the Twins have with Donaldson and still bringing back Nelson Cruz. And um, with if Buxton can stay healthy and, and you know, kind of continue that, that season he had, was having last year and the year before, I, 
I just like what they're what they're doing, and then obviously that pitching staff. So that's where I'm at. Dylan's gonna hate you. What about what Dylan. about the way uh, the Twins? What about the way the Twins get down in the postseason? I hear they're not that uh, they're not great in the postseason. I think it's like nope, they don't 18? have to be. I just told them you're gonna get there. <laughs> <laughs> I, just said, I, I just said they were going to get there. I just said they were going to get there. I don't pick them to win. They have struggled in the postseason significantly, and it's a shame. Yeah. Mm. But I have a, I've always had a soft spot for the Twins, man. Since the days of uh, Johan Santana, I, I used to love that dude. Um, and and I, so I kind of root for the Twins a little bit. It might be a little Mets, bit of a... Uh, Mets, Mets great, Johan Santana, by the way. Mets great. Oh, my God. Okay. Come on now. Okay. No hitter. Okay. Johan. Let's... Yeah. Let's see Yo- some. Johan was a beast. Aaron, let's did see. you guys uh, win the game? Uh, they did win. They won 5-0, and now I'm watching nice. the other team, as my son is watching varsity, my, the other team is raking and doing the field in tears. Not in tears, but, you know, they're sad. Because <laughs> there's, there's, some, there's some new number one in town. Um, our varsity yeah. looks like they're getting beat, though, so that's not good. Yeah, well, you know, it's about the future, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we got we, we got future. that. Future. Um, I, see what, I, hey, I see what Vinny's trying to do over there. I know he's trying to get Dylan on the line. I am. Um, I'm calling. He won't answer. He's he's he's, he's, he's busy, man. That man's got a lot going on. Talking to ESPN. He's probably in an ESPN yeah, he was, interview or something. Yeah, Mr. Big Time ESPN. Okay, Aaron, last last but not least, the predictions, sir. I'm going to hold you to it until the All-Star, at least until the All-Star game where we might reset and uh, think of some new predictions. But give me your World Series matchup. Oof. Oof. World Series matchup. This is tough, man. Um, I- I've gone back and forth between the Mets and the Dodgers in the NL. Um, I-, I-, I hate to disappoint me. But the Dodgers are just too damn good. Uh, mm. The the addition of Trevor Bauer with Kershaw and Bauer and Bueller and Mookie Betts and Justin Turner and Cody Bellinger and Corey Seager, it's just an embarrassment of riches. Um, I, I think the Dodgers, I think they have something to prove. As weird as that sounds after winning a World Series, mm. it was a shortened season. Yeah. Um, a lot of people are saying, oh, they only won. They could. They only got through because it was a shortened season. They aren't legit because they struggled so many times. Um, I am going to take the Dodgers in the NL. And the AL pick might surprise you. I am not a yeah. Yankees fan by any means. <laughs> we know. But, we everybody, know. <laughs> but everybody is on this Yankees train, and I, I don't see it. I, I, I like them. But I don't trust Giancarlo Stanton and Aaron Judge to stay healthy. And I think if they are not healthy, they don't they don't have a shot. So Neither does I'm gonna, I'm, you know what? I am I <laughs> I am going I say to go thing. the theme of the show. I am taking the Astros and the Dodgers. We are gonna I go knew, the Astros. I knew Dodgers you were gonna again. say the Astros. Wow. Astros Dodgers. Wow. Astros Dodgers rematch. Absolutely. This comment, uh, this comment came in before you even said it, too. Bailey put this one in here, but because they're obviously we're all, you, we all we pull the curtain back all the time. We tell you guys it is on a delay, so like we see your comments or you hear us well before your comments come in or whatever it is, it's delayed. So this <laughs> comment actually came in before Aaron even said anything. So that's fantastic. I'm going Mets. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a guy. I'm a guy. Diehard. Like I like I like the underdog. I like the people that are talking crap. You know, to to that team of the Astros, I I, I think mm. they won it. They were close last year, and um, I'm gonna go ahead and say Astros. I do like that Cardinals 
sneaker, sneaky little pick there, Michael Sherman, by the way, uh, with the addition <laughs> of um, Arenado. But I still think their pitching is going to struggle. Pitching wins mm. championships, man. Pitching wins championships. And the Mets have that, and they're going to win the World Series, just to let you know. But that is it. That I is hear all AJ. the base. No, 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 no. I want to hear who AJ has in the World Series. <laughs> AJ's gonna pick AJ's gonna pick the Marlins and the and the 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 athletics, man. He's just, just... go ahead. Also, first off, the stage hurtful. is yours. <laughs> what, what, all right, cool. So uh first off, uh I am gonna take the Yankees. I, I think I think they've got I think they got some high points of this season coming coming back. I think Garrett Cole is gonna show out. I think he's gonna have a hell of a season, and I kind of look forward to that. Uh, they're going to have some stuff in that bullpen to keep it going in the second half of the season. We talked about how big of a deal that is. And, you know, on the other side, I got to go with my homies. I got to go with my boys. The Braves are coming back, and they're proving it right. They had they had some falling out. They choked last season. Let's just call it what it is. They choked. They know they did. They understand that. The Atlanta Braves, A-Town is something we do. We go, we look in the mirror, we get right, we come back, and we handle our business. And I'm pretty sure the Braves are going to be about that life this season. So, Yankees, Braves. Let's ride. I really, I really like that pick. That 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 was my honest pick before the show started. That was my that's honest a, pick. It's a great pick. It's a great pick. I, I, and it's, it I think baseball back to the '90s when the Braves yeah. and the Yankees wow. were were good, right? They were every year. It was like one of Chipper those. Jones, teams. baby. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> it's my it's guy. so crazy. Like I'm like scrolling through the the American League, and I'm like, no one's as good as the Yankees. The, I I really just don't. I don't. I don't know, man. I just. I think the Yankees are just. It, I, it, I don't. I don't want to go with what AJ said, just because. Well, AJ said it, so AJ. I will go Mets. I will go Mets Yankees, or maybe we go Yankees Dodgers. Maybe we go Subway Yankees. series. Subway dude, series. That, I would. I would. Dude, I would That'd go. the Mets Yankees in the That'd World Series. That'd be I wanted so to wild. pick the Dodgers, but my Braves gonna make that. Ha- they, they're gonna work those boys. Yeah. <laughs> no. It's. I mean. It's. It's so. Dodgers are. The Dodgers are They're so good. Stacked, bro. They're stacked. Get out of my head. Get out of my head. So Never. I will I will book my prediction just as the Mets Yankees, just so I can have some fun with this. So Mets Yankees. AJ has Braves Yankees. And Aaron wants to be different and chose the Astros instead of the Yankees, but ends up having who'd you have in the NL? Oh, the Dodgers. Astros, you had Dodgers, Dodgers. Astros, this guy over here. But that is all for tonight, everybody. That was our baseball preview show. Opening day is tomorrow. We are all going to be on the lookout for that. But what you should also be on the lookout for is tomorrow's episode at 8 p.m. We kick off our draft preview show. And a little birdie told, me, <laughs> a little birdie told me in the coming weeks or coming days, I should say, this guy down here, I'm going to solo him as he nods. This guy right here has a mock draft coming out. So be on the lookout Ooh. for that as we begin our draft preview show tomorrow at 8 p.m. Can I give Aaron some tips on the mock draft? Um, <laughs> don't don't forget Devonta Smith, <laughs> and make sure that there's no blockbuster trades coming down an hour after you release your mock. It yes, led to some fun that night on the I, show, but my I god, thinking, what a day. maybe I'll maybe I'll release my mock like at midnight, right? Yeah, that, that way <laughs> that way I don't have to worry about you know anything coming out ten minutes after I drop it. What Smart a move. day! Like what a Smart day! Move. Just slap me all in the face, NFL. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, that that was that that 
oof, big time oof. But draft coverage tomorrow begins at 8 p.m. live right here on Facebook. AJ, do you have any final words before we close out the show? Let's get to that thousand likes. Uh, it's tough, tough sledding. We got a week to get like 300 plus. So get on we it. Make- Invite your friends. You know, it's honestly, I, I did it myself, you know, so like I just to be we tell you, I like to put myself in the fan situation. OK, when we tell someone, hey, please go on our Facebook and just share it with all your friends, like invite them to like the page. It's not that easy, actually. I went on there and, and did it. It does. You have to individually pick people out. But realistically, if you just do 10 friends a day, man, just 10 friends a day. And you just invite those 10 friends today, man. It would help us so much. And I, again, I'm going to pull the curtain back here for the fans. We want us, uh, us four here, Dylan, Dylan included. We want to get this show to where we can do it five days a week. That is our goal to bring you beautiful people at home. This show five days a week. And the only way we can start that and get that going is if you guys share our page and get more Total people. Love. Like- yeah, show us the love, man. Show it, and it, hey, if you don't like us, if you really don't like us, let us know. We want to get better. So please, if there's feedback, let us know what you want to see on this show. We really appreciate it. But Aaron, Mr. Live on the scene, Mr. One Vote, <laughs> please, any last words? Well, I might have got one vote, but we need 42 likes a day for the next seven days. To get to that, I don't know if we're at 700 already, but for 300, we need 42, about 42, 43 share or likes of our page a day for the next seven days. Let's I think we happen. can do it. Let's make it happen. I think we, hey, that one night we did like 150 or whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. So it was nuts. I know we, I know we can do it. Um, again, everybody, just make sure you guys are out there supporting. We appreciate it. We want to bring you more really? content, more love, more uh, fun and games Fridays, more, more content, every everything. So um, we love doing this. We love interacting with the fans. Um, and as, as we talked about before, like this was our first really like live on location, kind of funny. Cause I was at a baseball game. We got more coming. <laughs> I might be in Hawaii in a few weeks. I might be doing live, something live from there. Let's, let's just, let's have a good time. Uh, we appreciate all the fans out there and, uh, the rough cuts, the way to be RCOD baby. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Content, baby. Exactly. But Changing of course you probably, you probably need some help. If you need to, if you go out on the streets and you want to tell someone about the rough cut, you probably need some help and a reminder on where they can follow us at. So AJ, load up those beautiful fingers of yours and tell them where they can find us. First off at Twitter at rough cut underscore sports on Facebook at rough cut sports and Instagram, the rough cut sportscast. After this show is over, I'm going to be clipping the best parts and putting them on YouTube at rough cut sportscast. So go over there, leave that like hit the subscribe, share the page, enjoy the clips. Tell somebody, tell your mama, tell your daddy, tell your brother, tell your sister, tell everybody, not just everybody, everybody. And of course, this show is brought to you by Halftime Sports Collectibles, the number one place to get all of your sports memorabilia needs, whether that be a signed ball, jersey, hat, helmet, whatever. They've got it there at HalftimeSportsCollectibles.com, the place to be if you're trying to get a nice Dot little gift for that special person. What do you do? That was great. That was fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) I need to get that in the top form. I really do. But that's it, guys. We will see you tomorrow for our draft preview show. AJ, what division are we doing tomorrow? Or what are we doing tomorrow? uh, So we were talking. We have four weeks to break it down. So I thought we were were doing, uh, what was it? It Eight teams, right? Oh, we're doing it by draft. We're doing the first eight. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was it. That was see. We also yeah. pulled the curtain way back there. We pulled the curtain way back to just see the planning. The big of the curtain. Podcast. That's a big curtain to pull back. But hey, we appreciate you guys being here. We thank you guys so much for the support. And please keep supporting the show. We we succeed by your. Uh, yeah, we can do that. We can. I mean. <laughs> Aaron, Aaron, I swear one day I'll get you to finish a thought, even though something pops up. Nope. You'll, you'll get there. You'll get there. Nope. Nope. Wow. Yeah. Look at that. Oh, I would assume Kelly got her halftime. Uh, his. I would assume Kelly got his. Yeah. Signed Brandon Jacobs. That was. That's awesome. That's fantastic. So. But uh, so. yeah, that's it though, folks. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We appreciate you. <laughs> We got to add Aaron's face to that. But we'll see you tomorrow. Oh, wait. <laughs> we have three people. How do we do this? Okay. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. <laughs>